Welcome, Nerdables, to episode 63. This week we are talking hoverboards, Batman, Superman's Robin, Marvel continuing to add more events to 2015, Hydra leaking the Avengers Age of Ultron trailer. I'm R.A. Rain. Joining me are Chris and Ethan. What up? Hey, guys. So. Hold on. Let's just stop right there. What did the hell did you just say? I said, what up? <laughs> I was wow. trying to be hip for the cool young kids that would listen to us. Yeah. The cool young kids. <laughs> yes. Did anybody notice that the Redskins coach looks like the dad from Wonder Years? Yes. A little bit. Speaking about 1980s. Um, Were we speaking about this? Wonder Years. Wonder Years 80s? I thought it was 90s. Was it? Anyways. Uh, Probably 80s. October. What does October twenty first, two thousand fifteen, mean to you? It means uh, that we've gone Thursday. through the summer of slaughter. It's a Thursday, and it's actually a Wednesday. Someone's yeah, gonna close. get fired. Uh huh. I was close. It's the first time we saw hoverboards in Back to the Future too. <laughs> it's also October twenty first, two thousand fourteen, was when they first made the big announcements that hoverboards do exist. Hmm. There's a, co- a company called Hendo. That is developing the first hoverboard. And well, they developed the engine for the hoverboard, or like the hovering. The, the hovering mechanism, yes. Yeah. So they've developed that, and they've actually made a hoverboard that basically yes. goes up and down halfway of a ramp. And they did like on a high, half pipe. But did you yeah. see the thing about this is because I, I just watched it because they have a whole Kickstarter campaign, which is pretty cool. Um, it looks like they're doing it with a reverse polarization on with a magnet and a metal surface mm-hmm. i don't think i think that's the only way this thing works is on a metal surface and they're you know they're trying well, to no, do the half pipes are made out of wood so not the one that they were using on the uh, video every time you see the the thing mm-hmm. hovering it's on a metal surface so in order to get this to work we have to repave every single surface on the planet in metal so we're that much closer to being cybertron yes <laughs> yes if you want to have a hovering vehicle or board. But here's the thing. That just basically sounds like maglev technology, which they've been it using. It is. Anyway. That's basically what it is, maglev technology. Well, then it's not a hoverboard. Well, it, it technically it's hovering. Maglev is a, is a hovering. So it's just something that we've had for a number of years. I mean, Japan's had this for their... Yeah. Uh, well, c- congratulations. Some I mean, of their trains. We, just, we, d- we put what they use in a train to move <laughs> thousands of people at super high speed. On a board that nobody can ride because it's like too small. No, I mean I could be wrong. I mean that, I usually am wrong, but that's what it l- appeared to be in this uh, in this little trailer thing they did. But here's the thing: they just started their campaign where they need their goal is like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on Kickstarter. Pocket one change. board. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it right here. In wait, my wait, pocket. wait. Here's the thing: they've already gotten three hundred and sixty-four thousand. Yeah, because are they making potato salad? No, but they and they have forty some days left. Here's the thing, though. One of the one of the pledges, huh? That was a great joke. Why are they just, making potato salad? Yes, that was an awesome joke. I, I know, I know. I let it go. I'm sorry. You want to do that? <laughs> do you want to do that again? Wait, give us that again. No, so, I'm, I'm so scared by Ethan right now. I, I can't even function. Okay, so their goal was two hundred fifty thousand, and they've already reached three hundred sixty-four thousand. I already did it. What are they making potato salad? You can't force it. it. Okay. If you pledged ten thousand dollars, you got you get to get one of the hoverboards. 
to do absolutely nothing. And there's only there were only eight just of to them. look at it. Here's the great thing. But here's the thing. No, this wait, is wait, the wait, first wait. time I've ever Have seen you... where the ma- the the biggest prize sold out first. Well, yeah, ten thousand dollars hoverboard. If you've ever spent any time going to a public park or going behind a grocery store where all the little kids are trying to do flip tricks and stuff, not a single person can land anything. I can't wait to see how many people die <laughs> trying to flip trick a hoverboard like 15 feet in the air. Well, I think it would be too heavy to even try to lift it off the ground to like do a kickflip or something. Mm-hmm. Like something. You're already off the ground because you're floating. Well, I mean, well, off the off ground. Off the... <laughs> <laughs> off the off ground. Exactly. I hope they use that in the commercial. <laughs> Kids, now you can have a hoverboard. You want? Let's go off the ground. No, you're gonna go off the off ground. <laughs> when you fly off a cliff in your truck, does that mean you're going off off road? Yes. Okay. So how does gravity work on off off ground? Backwards. Backwards. <laughs> I'm not a scientist. Really? <laughs> Here's a surprise. No one knows how to use listen. <laughs> no, no one knows how to use sound equipment, and none of us are scientists. <laughs> this is strong. Exactly. That's, okay. that's the disclaimer ground. I have to give. Uh, Ethan Benjamin, every PhD. Show. I think we just named this episode <laughs> "Off the Off Ground." <laughs> I'm I'm glad I can contribute more <laughs> to this show. So yeah, actually, w- I think like half of our titles probably come from something Ethan said. I know, right? <laughs> so there's something Ethan said, or me calling you a racist, one or the other. Grime, grime fighters. Yeah, that one was in there. So a lot of the other things you can get from this thing is like T-shirts, magnets, stickers. Um, if you, I think if you like tri- contribute like a thousand dollars or something, you get a all magnet. Th- no, you get you get the, a white box version of the hoverboard. And it has like the components in there that you can build your own. It's like a mini one, mini components. Yeah, and then you, like a hundred dollars, you get a replica of the <laughs> a small replica of the hoverboard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want hoverboards, Chris? No, I no? don't care. I'm not gonna latch onto the back of someone's car to to hoverboard. <laughs> I'm not gonna sure try. I'm not gonna try that. and steal the uh, sports almanac out of the back of Biff's, Biff's 1955 Chevy. With a hoverboard, Are you so sure? that I can like you're not going to latch onto the back the of the car. And yeah. and then well, so if this I'm thing works, your iPod and start playing the Back to the Future theme Look, on there's, it. There's no <laughs> da, 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 da. nothing. There's <laughs> no way this is ever going to work the way that people think it's going to work. It's going to be a gigantic disappointment, and then everyone's just going to go. I want the one that works piss. on water, with the jets in the it back. It didn't work on water. No, the one Biff had did. Because it had it had the jets on the back. Yeah, of it. because he went across. He had, com- the he had a propulsion the system, a little pond or whatever. I haven't <laughs> seen two in forever because every time you see it and it goes to the timeline thing, I'm like, oh, that's what every X Men story is. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of X Men, let's just yep. get right to that. We'll, we'll go back to the uh, to the Batman Superman thing. Let's go right to the. Uh, that's why I said it. Yes, a nice segue, Ethan. You want to do the segue? Segue. Um, where though? Fuck did that come from? <laughs> he hasn't done it from, in a while. From like the, the lower throat. When it, did we do that before? Yeah, he, he did that before. Wow. You see, when I do talk, you guys don't pay attention. So that's, that's yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. That's that's not just on the podcast. No, and that that's why you you wonder why <laughs> Ethan I don't walks talk down about the street it. going Segway. Exactly. That's why we're the on ones. Segway. That, <laughs> that's why we're the ones that control your Tinder. <laughs> 
Um, Just so you know, ladies, Ethan Benjamin is single and on Tinder. He's on Tinder. Oh, yeah. And you can all thank me later for deleting that middle picture of him with that bear carving. <laughs> it looks like you're trying to take a dump in public. Oh, you put that one on there? Yeah, that one was on there. Are you kidding me? I cut that last night. Jonathan was so mad at it. And fin- when I got a hold of it, I was like, nope, click. Why would you well, put that on The funny thing there? was, John was the one who told me I should put that on Well, there. John's an idiot. <laughs> and then in he gets case. mad at me for John. Putting, John is smarter than there. all of us put together he's because he's a doctor. <laughs> but in this case, John's an idiot. Why would you put that one on He there? told me to put it on there. He's like, this is a good picture. You put it on there. If he told you to jump right. off a bridge, would you do it? Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he's a doctor. <laughs> he's a doctor. He's gonna Ethan, me. why did you jump off the bridge? Doc's orders. <laughs> <laughs> Doc said, "Jump off two bridges and call me in the morning." So, uh, Marvel, they've been uh, making a big announcement. All these announcements of uh, 2015, what they're going to be doing um, as far as comic books. They're publishing. Yes, it looks like they're publishing every event that they've ever done. So let's see. Well, they, they've announced right now. They've announced Civil War, uh, Age of Ultron versus Marvel Zombies, Years of Future Past, Planet Hawk. Armored Wars, House of M, Infinity Gauntlet, Old Man Logan, Inhumans, The End, and then today I just saw that they uh, are doing another one, and I just forgot what the fuck it was. And just so you know, House of M is not a club in Uptown, <laughs> Upstate New York. It's a, it's a club in Vegas. Oh, New York's hottest club what is the House hell? of M. What the hell did I just see that they were doing? Mm. Oh, Lord, don't start messing with your phone. <laughs> Um, short stacks, but no, Chris. We, I mean, you, we've Billy been talking box. about this offline, uh, and I really think that you're you're right. There's going to be some. Excuse me. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, the guy I, that works what, in the comic book. What, store. what 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 episode is this? We gotta mark this down. <laughs> that I'm admitting that Chris is right. Oh, you've done it before. Um, no, I really think that they are going to go back somehow through the timeline. And I think the biggest clue is the the thing that's on the banner that's above all the Avengers titles that say, at this month it says in seven seven months time runs out, and they've been talking a lot of this idea. God, I think it goes all the way back to one of the this thing that Bendis started, where there's like a chalkboard or a whiteboard. They're all over the place in his titles, where there's a whole bunch of stuff written on it, and some of it is big clues to stuff. Some of it isn't. I think the first time you ever saw the name the Illuminati was on one of these things. Right. There was one in his first, uh, when the Avengers title started after the breakup of Civil War, when all of them came back, the heroes together, whatever the heck that that event was, there was one in there, and that had to do with all these time streams um, converging at one time. Uh, his He wrote the uh, Age of Ultron, which, ha- which deals completely with timelines and affecting timelines. And breaking time in there, you'll see that in Wade's uh, Hulk run, in which you see the idea that there's so much time travel and so much dimensional travel in the Marvel universe that something something wrong is happening. And well, we already know that the the dimensions are breaking down. Yeah, Avengers, and of course with uh, Spider Man, you know we're yeah, having Spider Verse thing. You'll you'll see this with dimensions breaking down too. But the, I think the big thing is time, and the big thing is time with this is that. Whatever event is going to happen next summer, because you've got seven months from now, it's their May season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be their summer season. I think these books you're going to see weekly or biweekly, and people have likened it to a crisis on Infinite Earths, where they're going to tweak every single one of these stories. Right. Actually, probably more so of New Fifty Two that DC did, in which 
they're going to be small tweaks to all of these stories, which kind of not necessarily streamline their universe because I don't think there's there's really a problem with it, but maybe establishing or deleting certain pieces that they want or don't want. Now, the cynic that's come out in the last couple of days is, they're just going to make it like the movie universe. That's all they're doing. Well, that's they're what, that's what like a lot movie. of the internet buzz is. And I think, I think some of it is, and again, I don't disagree with that notion because, you know, the things that Jeff Loeb has said with, with Marvel Animation and even Bendis and Casada have said, if you have a gajillion people going out to see Avengers and Avengers 2, Yes, it's in their best interest to make the books as close as they can be right. without just throwing away everything. This is a way to kind of streamline it to maybe make the books a little bit closer without throwing away everything. It's not like everything didn't happen. It just kind of changes. The biggest, I guess, concern would be what happens with the titles that aren't Marvel Marvel films. Right. I really think that... Too many people have made a big deal of this. They're not going to get rid of X-Men. It's too big of a cornerstone. They're definitely not going to get rid of Spider-Man. Spider-Man is still Marvel Comics' favorite, yes, uh, most popular hero. It just just straight ahead. Well, and there's, there's no there's no team more popular than Spider-Man. There's no character more popular than Spider-Man. Spider-Man is is it. That's the cornerstone of their of their entire publishing line. It's he sets the tone for the rest of the entire right. line to to a certain degree. So they're not going to do anything with any of those. No, but the, the rumors of, of Marvel and Sony talking are getting stronger and stronger about that. I still don't know what to make of any of those because I still don't believe anything, any of it because there's just, I keep coming back to it, there's just too much money involved. Sure. You know, we, we talked about this with crossovers a couple of years, a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, seeing the DC Marvel crossover, the JLA Avengers crossover through <coughs> our local comic shop or not so local comic shop. And realizing that can't happen today because back then in the early 90s, it was Bill Jemis calling uh, Archie Goodwin or Denny O'Neill and going, hey, we should do this. And them going, yes. And now if Joe Casada calls Dan DiDio and says, we should do a JLA Avengers again. All right. You get your 16 lawyers to call my 22 lawyers right. and let's figure out how we're going to split all this. Because there's all there's just too much money involved. But do you think they could do it like what happened with Marvel Studios and Paramount? Marvel Studios made the films and Paramount did the distribution. Then it's not a Marvel film. I mean if it's if they're gonna give if they're gonna give Spider Man back to Marvel as Marvel films and go through Sony, there's why would you take a billion dollars mm-hmm. and then say, Okay, we only want five hundred million of that? Sure. Because it, it doesn't matter. The thing with Spider Man is it doesn't matter. Fantastic Four is the type of idea where I could see Fox doing that with Fantastic Four going, look, we keep trying this and it keeps failing. Right. Who knows what the new movie will be, but it looks like it's probably going to be a failure because they shot it in four days. Didn't they already like cancel it? <laughs> or like They've canceled they it moved, and non-canceled they canceled it. They've moved it. They've done all yeah. kinds. Of, yeah. But that's the sort of thing where I think Fox could look at it and go, we're not making enough money with this. We can let go of all the risk, have Marvel assume the risk of production costs, right. And we get thirty percent of it. That's fine. They're never going to do that with X Men. No, no, no. And they already said X Men. Yeah, there's and, no and way. Sony's never going to do that with. I, I can't see them doing it with Spider. I guess I couldn't say never. Right. Because I said never six months ago, and now this keeps kind of going. <laughs> I still don't think it's going to happen. I really don't because I think when, even if the creative types in Sony and the creative types in Marvel are like, we want to do this, 
at this point, you have to answer to bean counters. Sure. You have to answer to lawyers and accountants now. It's just the way entertainment works. And those lawyers and those accountants are looking at two completely terrible Spider-Man films Mm -hmm. in Spider-Man 3 and Amazing Spider-Man 2, and they made more money than any of the other ones. Correct. And you you have to look at that and go, we can make crap. In in my opinion, they took a gigantic piece of turd and they spray-painted it red and blue and they released it as Amazing Spider-Man 2 and it made like $500 million worldwide. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 3 is an even bigger piece of turd this is like a super turd. It's like a T Rex. This is a turd, turd that kind of mutated this into is, two turds. This is no, it's not even two. It's just one gigantic dinosaur poop. It's like that uh, turd from Axe Cop, right? Yeah, whatever. The one that you, whenever you like cut and it, that, it like that replicated. movie has <laughs> it's like made a hydro turd. It just keeps getting more. That heads. movie's made more than any other Spidey movie. Yes, it's completely worthless. Nobody likes that film. I haven't found a single person that actually likes that film. I found some people that are like, it's okay. Nobody was willing to say, I like that film. The that people film that created that else. film don't like that yeah, film. So Sam Raimi fired. Um, I like the part where he cried. You like the part where he, he danced, danced, don't you? Yeah. There's that only was, one. That the only thing that I liked in it at all was I thought Bryce Dallas Howard, uh, Howard was cute. And the, the, the scene in the middle with That's the parade or whatever, uh-huh. I thought that was actually really well done, but. That's it. Like, there's there's no redeeming quality in that film for me. There just well, isn't. Well, it's funny he because he even rewrote its own continuity by changing yeah. the. But that's not the point. The point of this is there's just too much. But money. do you think that Sony would let Marvel use him for Captain America three Civil War? No. Why would you? If you're gonna, it, for two reasons. One, I don't think Sony's gonna give him to Marvel to use willy nilly. And Marvel wouldn't take him to use willy nilly. If you if Marvel's going to get Spider Man back, they are doing a Spider Man film. Right. He's not going to show up in somebody else's film as hey guys, look, I'm in the back. Hey, what's happening? But because the thing do, is, can you do Captain America Civil War without having easy? I've, I've you can do Captain America Iron Man Civil War exactly as it is because the point isn't all the other heroes. The point is what. To Iron Man stands for and what Cap stands for. It's not going to be Civil War that you read. It it's can't going, be because right. there's not enough heroes. Right. I mean, if you're looking, even after Avengers 2, even with some of the other films that they've announced, even with what you've seen in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's probably, they're looking at, what, a dozen people who have superpowers? Maybe two dozen total? Possibly, yeah. Versus Civil War is two to three hundred. right. And plus, you have all these supervillains. They haven't really put out a lot of supervillains. And the, you know, this idea of people who have superpowers that are facing them. Well, um, that really, right now, there's only been one. It's absorbing Loki. Man. Well, Loki and now Absorbing Man. Right. Um, and Red Skull, if you really want to count Red Skull. Red Skull doesn't really have a power True. as much as, I mean, he's probably got some regenerative, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. The, the point is, you can still do the film. Right. It just, you can make Cap 3 Civil War very easily. And make it a really good film of just this basis of Cap versus Iron Man, mm-hmm. and I, and I, that's what it boils down to. And the same thing, if you took Civil War as it's published, you can't do it in a single film; it's too big. Right. But you can take the basis of it. You can pull that. You can extract that out of those seven issues and make it into one film. Having Spider Man in it doesn't matter because the thing is, none of those heroes, none of the heroes in the Marvel universe wear masks. True. They're all Bruce Banner is probably the only one that isn't known to just about everybody in the Marvel Cinematic in the Marvel universe. Cinematic Universe. Yeah, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 
Thor is Thor. Everybody knows Steve Rogers. The only person that wears a mask is Iron Man, and he's already come out. But that's a a mask in terms of a secret identity. None of them have secret identities. They all either already work for Shield Mm -hmm. in Hawkeye and Black Widow. Uh, They are already out in Captain America and Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Hulk is the only one that isn't, but he's known to most everybody. Correct. And he works for Tony Stark, or at least that's the, the implication at the end of Avengers. So. In the end of Iron Man three, um, there isn't. That's the thing that I look at and go, I don't know exactly how you do this without them registered because they're all kind of already they're registered because yeah, they're it's... already working for Shield. I think Civil War might take more into the idea of not having a Shield anymore, right? And who's going to do what or the superheroes? Takes... No, no one's the, controlling the superheroes. That's what I think. The to me, that's what I think the idea will be is Tony saying, "Hey, you guys need to do what I tell you to do." Before it gets bad, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to use what we've seen in the trailer for Avengers of the Hulk versus the Hulk Buster, kind of the way of like a, a who's watching the Watchmen type thing. It's I think it's totally that seeing the Hulk Buster versus the Hulk and um, the, the things online now are where they're going, what this third phase is going to go into, mm-hmm. the ideas that are presented that are going to be presented after Avengers two if they're going to go with Civil War. The start is the idea of Iron Man versus Hulk. Right. That then expands into this. Tony's telling them, you need to do what I tell you to do. And Steve's saying, we're going to do what we want to do. That's the difference. I don't think it's going to be registration. I think it's going to be Tony saying, you guys need to do what I tell you to do. Just a clash of leadership. Exactly. Not even leadership, but Mm -hmm. just the sense of of control. I think Mm -hmm. it's a sense of of control. Tony wants to control everybody else that's there. And Steve is saying, we need to be able to be free to do what we want to do. And that's where the conflict's mm-hmm. going to come in. Who now, knows? I mean, they, they've got a time to change it, but that's what my idea. And it seems like we've jumped off on a tangent here, but it's not. This there's is, a surprise. This is all kind of still wrapped around the same thing about all these announcements of these titles that Marvel's putting back out. You know, and the one that I, I just saw today was Age of uh, Age of Apocalypse. That one there be, that was being thrown into it. Now, apparently tomorrow, Tuesday, was it tomorrow's October what? 27? 28. 28th. There's supposed to be a big announcement at El Capitan in L.A. or down in Hollywood for Marvel. Pirate Six. Well, they've already announced Pirates. <laughs> or actually, Pirates Five. But Pirate Six takes place off in on, the Marvel. Off universe. on a note, um, I saw on Facebook on the Facebook feed that somebody sculpted uh, Apocalypse um, using the Rock's face, and I know I'm gonna hear about it, but it, he actually looks decent. As far as like the look, can you part? smell what the apocalypse is cooking? Yes, but like the sculpture they made looks really nice. Didn't they already say well, apocalypse? They've already like announced who apocalypse is. Right, they have. Yeah, I just, uh, I just, uh, this is completely unrelated or anything. I just thought it was pretty cool, just seeing like somebody made the sculpture, but they used. Well, speaking of fan art that's rocks. become real, yeah, did you see we've that? Seen, we've seen pictures, of, of course. What? It's not the only one, but a lot of people mocked up Doctor Strange as Benedict Cumberpatch. Benedict Cumberpatch. Oxford University. So, I cannot hear uh, his name without thinking of the Key and Peel skit anymore. <laughs> I cannot do it. <laughs> do I'm seeing the biggest Benedict Cumberpatch. Now, see, Oxford Ver- University. Th- this one kind of has some validity behind it because Variety and some others have picked up the you know saying that this the pro- is the problem that I've had. I've had with this from the start is first it's IO9, right? And I don't trust those guys at all. But IO9 wasn't the first one who dropped it. IO9 was the first time I saw it. Yeah, the first time I saw it, it was IO9, and IO9 has. I think IO9, I could be wrong from my just my 
mind recollection, io9 is one of those ones that just drops a lot of stuff that turns out to not be true. Right, and that's why even like um, uh, Newsarama and some of those pick up those other sources and start putting it out there. That's why I waited and I looked up and uh, Variety had it on there, and that's well, why. I and it, I took I Variety. Variety's still kind of the same thing, but they're they're. That's a the thing is they'll they'll take it from a source and say this source is saying Variety is not saying We're Benedict Cumberbatch is playing Doctor Strange. Right. Variety is saying. IO9 has said that Benedict Cumberbatch has been correct. It's ESPN does this all the time. They actually, ESPN, they said they're ESPN, in final talks. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's different than he's playing it. Right. Final talks is different. And IO9 said that in their original is that they think what this really is is that he's been offered a contract, mm-hmm. and it's up to him whether he's going to take it or not. They, someone who's like a spokes tweet or whatever. I don't remember the name of the one I sent you. Yes, I I'd said fi- kind of heavily paraphrasing that. A lot of things that you see on the internet are not turn out to be true, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was um, Marvel spokesman Agent M um, put out a statement saying uh, responding to the news of Cumberbatch casting with the uh, variety of tweets, broadly hinting that people who write things broadly. on the internet are broadly, huh? broadly, broadly, <laughs> broadly hinting that people who write things on the internet are generally wrong. So he didn't say yes, but he didn't say no. So, what do you? I mean, if if let's say he is the one that's chosen, what do you think about that casting? Mm. It I, seems really flavor of the month to me. I mean, I, I don't. I know. can see that. I, I can see. Where I just you, it it almost seems like they they took so many left turns with casting beforehand. Right. Chris Evans, fairly fairly unknown, unproven. Robert Downey Jr. Proven, not, necess- but not, not necessarily, necessarily a star anymore. Right. You know, this is his big. This he they use this to to kind of reinvent himself. I mean, you really think of it. I think Scarlett Johansson was probably the biggest name that they had in those those big roles. You got big people for yes. other roles. I you mean, know, they had people got, that the, are the, names. The villains had more names than any of the heroes that were still there. I mean, you had people that had been in huge franchises sure, like sure. Hugo Weaving. Um, you had, Tom Hiddleston, um, not really. Tom Hiddleston wasn't, but look how great Tom Hiddleston was. Right. Let's say the people that that you recognize their names a lot of times ended up being either smaller parts mm-hmm. or the villains. So Cumberbatch's portrayal of, Sh- of Sherlock Holmes is, I think, what's really keeping you know building up the momentum for this because he pr- he portrays Sherlock Holmes in such a way that could be kind of Stephen Strange. It, it's all dependent on how you write him. Sure, I. I've never read Strange with an English accent, so that'll be interesting to see if they decide to go with that or if he's going to change his voice. Well, with Khan, he really didn't have an English accent, did he? Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, kind it was kind of. It was, it was. It was kind of there. It was kind of, but not. I don't know. I guess it. They haven't really gone wrong, and I couldn't tell you. The, the thing is, like everyone on the net, it's like he's terrible. Such and such should play him. He's terrible. Such and such should play him. Better to much sucks. Such and such should play him. I can't think of anybody else who would. Yes, I'm not sitting here going, "Oh, there's a much better choice. It should be this person, or it should be this person." You know, I'm not sitting here going, "It shouldn't be Benedict Cumberbatch. It should have been Johnny Depp or whatever." I would have rather seen a more unknown person and kind of establish that, but that's just me. No, I, and I can see where you know Johnny Depp does have that kind of a look, but well, he, like too, he's too big of a name for that role. Yeah, so, uh, that's, I think like Colin Farrell, I think, was another name that they were throwing out there. And Colin Farrell would have been interesting because no one's seen Colin Farrell for years. Yeah. I don't, when's the last? Well, he Colin kind Farrell of has the, has the look um, too. That's why he, I, he was just in. Um, 
He was in a couple little things, but he's he's doing the True Detective now. He the second anthology. And then that's the thing. Like you see someone to do, dude. Matthew McConaughey is Doctor Strange. (laughs) All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I got Aya Vishanti right here. (laughs) Why don't we just take it down and not the whole movie is him just talking to Dormammu, bro. Let's just take. I was just gonna say, how about him as Dormammu? Let's just uh, let's take my cloak of levitating. Why don't we just go to Paris, get some brewskis? What am I saying? All right. So, who wants to go to the strip club? <laughs> um, the male strip. Okay, club. back to the, back to back to the comics real quick. To tie into Magic Mike Double XO. Exactly. That's he's a, not doing it. He's not, that, this is that's what he wants. He, you he, to think. No, this that's is, what he, he's not doing. It. He said, "Look, I got an Oscar on the stat or on the the mantle he's now." Like, check out my Doctor Strange. Okay, back to the back to the the comics real quick. Um, I I don't see how they couldn't. I mean, for the last year or so. The Avengers have been setting up the collapse of the multiverse. Uh, Spider-Man is, you know, pretty much setting up the collapse of the multiverse. It's just an odd thing because the multiverse outside of Ultimates was never that big a deal in in the Marvel universe. I mean, I guess there's there's pieces of being an X-Men fan. Yes, there's a big deal there. There's so many characters that were in the X-Men in the '90s that came from different places, right? In different timelines, Rachel is the daughter of Scott and Jean in a separate timeline. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other characters that Hope. that were in it. Hopes in a time, but she's in their timeline. She's not another dimension. Rachel is a completely different dimension. It, Correct. Because the baby that Scott has in our, in, in our Earth 616, in our reality, quote unquote, his baby is with Madeline Pryor and it's Nathan Summers. Mm-hmm. In an alternate timeline, which is the timeline that the Kitty Pride from Days of Future Past jumps dimensional barriers, not just in time, but dimensional barriers. The person that she connects to is Rachel. Rachel is Scott and Jean's daughter. Correct. If Jean does not, she's the daughter. If Jean doesn't get um, put into a coma by the Phoenix Force and then replaced with the clone of Madeline Pryor, that's what they would have had. Rachel. Right. This is why X Men is crazy. Um, well, that's why you can have the you know. But really, outside of the Ultimate Universe, there isn't like this this huge crazy history of multiple universes like DC had with Crisis. Correct. Not not until right now. A lot of people don't... Re- even now, there really isn't... Because you have Angela a little that bit. came through, you know, and... The thing with it is DC's history was so screwed up because they tried to take a history that was, at that point, like 40 years old, and they tried to figure out, okay... We change Batman into this character that doesn't use a gun. Mm-hmm. We have all these stories from early on where he shoots people in the face. So that Batman is from Batman Earth 6, and our Batman is Earth 1. Right. We have a Superman who can fly. But we have all these stories where Superman can't fly, and he's way stronger than he is here. That's the Earth 2 Superman. And in Earth 2, the Justice Society was in Earth 2 because... We don't really want to start our universe at World War II. That's what they got into. It was, even a, get, it was an easy fix for the universe. Even get it. Well, it wasn't easy. <laughs> um, it was and, a semi-easy. Yeah. When you get to New 52, it kind of it wasn't the same thing. They didn't have as many problems with the multiverse. <coughs> Excuse me. Because they had very limited pieces. New 52 was changing the actual universe within it. So it's right. different than Crisis. It's just the tweak sort of thing. And that's what I'm, I'm, I think my idea of what this summer event is going to be is more akin to what uh, New 52 did in 
we're kind of collapsing the time frame. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things is so many heroes in the Marvel Universe are connected. Their origins are connected to the 60s and the 70s. Correct. And what Marvel's done, instead of... I was gonna, Yeah, we should be looking at the computer and making sure this is still recording. That's why um, I'm sitting this way. <laughs> um, what I think Marvel does, and what they've done so far, is they do something called a soft reboot. Right. In which characters pass change, but they don't make a big deal of it. When the Punisher was first introduced, and they first started to give him a backstory, it was very much tied into Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He was a Vietnam vet. He comes back. His kids get killed. At one point, he becomes a priest. A lot of people forget that part. They kind of throw that out. He also was in a space. You know, he was also an astronaut there for a little bit. But well, that's different. <laughs> um, but the Punisher's origin now really, really isn't even touched on because yeah, if he was in Vietnam, he should be like sixty, right? And he's running around shooting people. The only they, person when Greg Rucka does his his title, he's a little bit younger. When mm-hmm. he's in the new title, he's a little bit younger. Iron Man's origin Correct. was very much tied into Southeast Asia. It wasn't Vietnam specifically, but there were all these the the, the the marks of his original origin were very much inspired by Vietnam. It Correct. was very Southeast Asia. They changed the movie changed it to the Middle East. Well, guess what? When you read Matt Fraction's run, yeah. all of a sudden his origins in the Middle East. Well, even when you read uh, Extremis, it, it alludes to it there mm-hmm. too. Cap's origin doesn't change. Cap's it's just is... instead of it, it doesn't change in the idea of when it happened. It's still World War II, right? But instead of hey, he was frozen for twenty years and, and thawed in the sixties, he was frozen for forty-five years and he was ta- thawed in nineteen ninety, right? So they do until you get to the movies, and then he was thawed in two thousand. Yeah, and that, that's so they've done this soft side of side, soft type of thing that DC always made into an event. Correct. This may be Marvel's doing an event to try and streamline all of these little pieces. It'll be interesting to see exactly what it is because there's also a rumor that this is all the events from other dimensions, like how this would have gone. Right. The example that I just gave well, you. That, but see, in another what... dimension, if Gene doesn't get killed slash comatose slash whatever from the Phoenix Force, that timeline continues. Scott and Gene have Rachel. This may be something where, in a, in a universe, let's say Hulk is still around for Civil War because right. he was in space. I think he was in space. He was. Yeah. So what happens if Hulk is in? It's on Earth during Civil War, because maybe Civil War ends much quicker because they all combine against Hulk. Was, you know what the point of World War Hulk was was sort of like the first point where some of these heroes started to, see, Alonzo, to work together. Uh, Axel Alonzo came out and said uh, that these aren't a what if stories. These but a what if pat- story is different because a what if story is just a sort of like, eh, it, correct. The what if stories were not their own universes. They were not in any sort of continuity. There wasn't a point where they took the what if of what if Wolverine was an, an agent of Shield, and there there isn't a single point in the regular Marvel universe where they show that universe right. at all. So that could just be hey, these aren't one offs. These aren't just like fun little stories. Those universes matter because the choices in those universes matter, and we may see people go crashing forth. That's what right. New the Avengers was. The, the was. Bruce Banner, the Hulk, and New Avengers flipped. Yes, and so you had the Bruce Banner from the other Earth sitting on our Earth for a long time. Again, X Men do this all the time. You've, everything that came out of Age of Apocalypse are four characters that flipped over into our quote unquote mm-hmm. universe, and they played a big part in the X Men for twenty years. Well, this is why I do agree with you that it could be the dimensions closing in and you know coming apart, and 
these are the events that they they see or they are happening because he said these aren't flashbacks and they are happening you know real time as far as you know real time within the continuity of the Marvel universe so it's going to be interesting the because I mean, so many people love you know you can go down these different these different events that took place and you'll find thousands and thousands of fans that loved them you know and and are glad that they're coming back I don't know if anyone's really glad they're coming back. I'm not necessarily. I haven't not, heard any positive nice reaction. To go well, revisit them. I haven't really heard any positive reaction to this at all. Really, everyone's just sort of like, "Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this?" This it's, is it's mass confusion right it's, now. It's well, that's part of it, and it's also this idea. You know, you talked about it a month and a half ago. I just don't want to see the same thing over and over. Right. I know. I've been reading some of this stuff. You know, Avengers has gotten into. I'm still months behind in Avengers, but Avengers and New Avengers got to the point where Tony and Steve hate each other again. Mm-hmm. And you know Bruce and Tony hate each other again. And I'm like, oh, I've already seen this. This is we've been doing this. Yeah, so Illuminati caused another. Illuminati, yeah. and it's just sort of like, okay, we've kind of gone through this, and this is sort of like Bendis restarted this entire universe with House of M. Mm-hmm. You know, he he does House of M. He does Avengers. He puts Spider-Man and Wolverine on Avengers. They do the mandate of you know we have to make the Avengers the best title again and all this stuff. Bendis has Bendis's fingerprints are all over the Marvel universe yes. for the past decade and a half. And like you look at some of these events, a lot of these events were started by him in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. and then other people picked them up. So it's like, are we just is Ben is just kind of going back to that? Well, I said it at the end of uh, Age of Ultron that a lot of the things that he screwed up, I guess, sort right. of thing, the toys that he took out of the sandbox, and especially in the Avengers titles, was him putting them back in. Mm-hmm. You know, he killed the Wasp, so he had pulled the Wasp out. The end of the Avengers title before it went to, you know, Marvel Now, he put, you know, the Wasp is alive again. Yeah, the she mutants was in the had, Microverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the Mutants had been restarted again. All the things that he did. Right. Well, it's, he a, it's a long over, circle it, because, it, I mean, there, there's, there's mandates for almost every comic writer will tell you the mandate is the circle. Right. Whatever you start, when you're done, it's got to be where, where mm-hmm. you were. You can have Batman fire Robin tell Dick Grayson to go F himself in another city and start palling around with the Riddler mm-hmm. if you're on the book for two years. But at the end of the two years, there's a Robin, he's fine with Nightwing, and the Riddler's a bad guy. If you kill off Cap, you got to bring him back. Exactly. So, you know, you, you've got to do that full circle thing. Peter David used to talk about this forever with uh, the, that was the difference between Star Trek books and Star Wars books. Right. Star Trek books were wherever you started, you had to end no matter what. Mm-hmm. The Star Wars books from Del Rey were, okay, you can make changes. They just got to be approved by editorial. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, the, the whole Marvel universe, it, it, it almost feels like they're trying to get all of their pieces, television, movies, comic books, all to line up in some sort of, you know, continuity line. I don't think, that, I don't think they're trying to line them up. I think it's a little bit, we've, we've talked about this for months now, so I think it's synergy to a certain degree to just have the idea of if, you're, if you go to see the movie and you pick up an Avengers book, you're not totally lost. Right. That's, I think that's the difference. The X-Men movie, when the X-Men movie came out, Everyone bitched like, well, it's not the same five people. Of course not the same five people. Three of the five people that started that team, nobody knows. They're like, mm-hmm. they're boring. Nobody cared about Beast, Iceman, and Angel. Right. Nobody gave a crap. Everyone was like, well, I want Storm, Wolverine, and who else was on that team? Rogue. Rogue. So <laughs> I was trying to remember, like, wait, how many people are on that team? 
but you could pick up an X-Men comic at that time, and even though the origin was different, mm-hmm. the characters that you saw were in it, and they were very much like they were there, especially when Morrison took over and he put everybody in, in black black leather right. and, <laughs> and trench coats and stuff. So I think it's I think it's more akin to that of, hey, if we're already going to be in this, if we're going to have people walk in and pick up a book, it, I think Marvel understands much that comic book shop owners have talked about movies really don't drive people in oh yeah they, they drive people that are already what they drive in is people who are already into the business or into the into the into the um but into you, the genre you, every time a movie comes out you do kind of see a little flux of moms coming in you what you see is a flux of people who already buy comics who are now buying different comics how many how many mom you know like moms coming in to get something for their not kids? a lot the cartoon the cartoons do more than the movies I can see that. That's why the, Marvel the, the went. The cartoons, yeah, the cartoons do a lot more. Do it more than a lot. Do it a lot more than movies seem to. Well, okay, and for a long time now, they Marvel's been talking about bringing the Inhumans to the forefront. You know, kind of as of a replacement for. <laughs> what do you think about the the? Um, uh, I don't want to call them rumors. Um, it seems like Agents of Shield is getting ready to drop the Terrigen bomb. Literally, because <laughs> um, after last week's episode, right? You, you can do anything you want in Agents of Shield. It's not going to affect the fact that nobody gives a crap about Inhumans and comics. The Inhumans and comics have mattered twice. Sure, Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee's twelve issue maxi series, mm-hmm. which is a brilliant, brilliant. Uh, treaties on the other, the ostracized, and the accepted. Right. That's all that thing is. And War of Kings. And because that spawned out of an extra sure. bit because of Upper Vulcan. That's it. Outside of that, no one has given a damn about Inhumans. Do you think the Inhumans could play the part of the X-Men in Civil no. War? The X-Men don't play a part in Civil War. Well, not really. I mean, nope, they're, they're, they, no, they don't. They, Wolverine plays a part in Civil War. Wolverine barely not, plays a part in Civil War. But you're right. You know, you're right. It's not. I know, I know I'm right. Because this, this, is, this is Marvel through the 80s and the 90s. The X-Men are their most popular franchise. Mm-hmm. And it's completely insular. All the X-Men books interact with the X-Men books. All of the crossovers. The stuff that you see now is the event of the summer. Right. House of Civil War Fear Itself. That used to be the summer crossover for X-Men, and it took place in their own books. That yeah. was Age of Apocalypse. That was Extinction Event. That was Executioner's Song. All of that stuff took place within the X-Men. Whenever something happened, whenever the big Avengers happened, Secret Wars. Right. You know how many X-Men are in Secret Wars? None. Oh, there were. There's nobody that you can name. Because the X-Men were never allowed to be taken out of their little their little section. But you you did have you did you Infinity Gauntlet Infinity Gauntlet has one X-Men. The biggest event pre House of M that Marvel ever had is Secret Wars. The second one is Infinity Gauntlet. Cyclops is the only X-Men they can find. Because at that time they were not willing to give up any of the X-Men that were in Uncanny X-Men. They would not let them use them because they're too popular in their own book. Right. Trust me, I, I went through all of this. I thought there, there were is, some there's in, a, in, in there's Secret a, Wars. There's, I think there's one. It may, there might be one. And it's probably X-Factor because nobody cared about X-Factor. We're talking about Secret Wars and mm-hmm. I'm talking war, about not, not Secret War. No, I'm talking about Secret Wars. I'm talking right. about black costume Secret Wars. Yes. 12 issue maxi series that nobody cares about except for number eight because it's the first symbiote costume. Because even 
even uh, the Spider-Man in the '90s cartoon did Secret Wars when they because they had the Beyonder and everybody. They used Storm in it. They were supposed to use more of the team, but they couldn't because the actors doing the voices were in Storm's Canada. Not, Storm's not in the original comic. Now I know Storm's not in the original comic, but she was brought into the to the. Uh, the su- thing is, Secret, War- Secret Wars was the, this this huge thing because that was the first thing that had those the little three and three quarter figures. Right, I still remember them. They were all the. The point was the point is, for the longest time, when you had Civil War. X-Men was going through the House of M piece. Yes. That there's only 100 mutants left on the right. planet. Right, and, that, that and they got I rid of that very now. quickly. If you look at Civil War X-Men, the, the, the miniseries that took place during, it has nothing to do. It's, it's Bishop is joined S.H.I.E.L.D., and the X-Men are mad about it, and they're trying to get somebody out of a cave. Right. That's it. Yes. The Wolverine Civil War is Wolverine going after Nitro, who's the one who blows up Stamford. Yes. That's it. They're not a huge part of it. If you read Civil War, the X-Men don't play a really big role in it outside of who was already on the Avengers. Right. So the X-Men never played a big part in any of this stuff. A- AVX was huge for me as an X-Men fan. You're like, holy crap. They're actually the first row. They're going to put the X-Men in one of these big crossovers. So there's not a lot of X-Men in those big pieces from, from the start. I mean, even if you go back to... House of M obviously was huge with the X Men. That was one of the weirdest things. It was like that was their biggest event. That because right the then. thing is, is when they got to that point, the X Men were still huge, and the Avengers were still mm-hmm. just a, that sort of thing that started bringing. House of M is an Avengers event to a certain degree. It's right. where they basically say, "Hey, we've got to do something about this." We're going to Hawkeye dies, and no Hawkeye. Di- okay, I thought no Hawkeye dies. He in... does before. He dies in. Um, uh, Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, that's right. She brings him back. And it's No, Avengers 500 is the end. Bendis ends it. What did he call it? Oh, this is killing me. He had a name for it. I don't remember what it was. Because like his first big event was he disbanded the Avengers to a certain degree. It's when they find out that a lot of the events of the past, Wanda's made up. The kids are made up. Mm-hmm. She's the one. The Avengers are under attack. The vision is torn apart by She-Hulk. There's an alien invasion that Hawkeye straps on a jetpack, flies into the sky, right. and blows up. Most people forget all this. This is the funniest thing. If you read Powers at the time, every single letter in Powers for one month was, I hate you, you asshole, you killed Hawkeye. Why did you kill Hawkeye? He just let every letter that he got from Marvel for, you're the dick who killed Hawkeye, <laughs> in in powers and in, in the powers letter column, he's just four pages of people hating me. Here you go, go. Um, that led to House of M, where the Avengers were saying we have to do something about Wanda. Wanda's right. the bad guy. What are we going to do about it? And the X Men saying you're not. You're talking about executing her. You can't do that. And then she changes reality. Right. And it becomes House of M, where mutants have taken but over. Then she brings back Hawkeye in that one. Hawkeye exists in House of M. And when it's over, when she says no more mutants, Hawkeye is gone again. I don't remember how Hawkeye comes back. I thought I thought he came back because because he, he wasn't gone that long. No, but I thought he came. I, I, thought, I know he comes back because Cap is old in in House of M, and uh, but I thought at the end of it, he comes back or he stays he oh stays God, around. This is driving me crazy. I have it over there on the wall. No, the 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 the, the, the what he called the end of the Avengers. Okay, so you guys both just watched the. Um, the uh, Age of Ultron trailer. You're What'd trying you? to say Agents, Agents of, of Ultron. Ultron. I almost said Agents of Ultron. <laughs> just 
Say the first syllable, Age. Age of Ultron. What did you guys think of the Age of Ultron trailer? It was nice. Same thing I think of every Don't trailer. say too much there, Ethan. Okay. It was nice. Same thing I say of every trailer. It's too much. But what are you going to do? Right. I, I've come to expect it now. Avengers Disassembled. God, that drove me crazy. Ah. Oh. Yes, Avengers 500 was the end of yeah, that's right. Avengers Disassembled. Begins with the return of Avengers thought dead. In time it's over, everything you know with the Avengers will change. Because that's uh, uh, Black. The, 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 the Black Knight. Is it Black Knight? Yes. Is it the Black Knight? He's not called the Black Knight, is he? He's called the Black Knight. Yeah. Is he? Damn it. Oh, I'm losing my mind. Um, Just nice. Well, and finally, I enjoy the fact that, you know, you can actually see, like, Ultron, how he looks in this one. Now, Mikey and I were talking about this. Do you think the voice is too human? I like That's the it. point. Because we were saying that it kind of needed to well, be the point of Ultron. The point of Ultron is that he's he's he has all the advantages of being a robot, of being the most advanced robot ever. Right. But is also... Uh, he has a very sophisticated intelligence. Mm-hmm. He's he's self-aware. Um, no, and I think James Spader, actually just in, from the trailer itself, I think he does a really great job of bringing like a kind of like well, a spookiness if you, to him. If you watch Blacklist, man, you're like, dude, this yeah. is perfect. I, it's I, weird I watching loved, it I love like, the, the Pinocchio sound yeah. song in the background and everything. I thought that was perfect. With it that. just adds like a spookiness to it. You know, like you really get a, a sense that he is really bad. Showing the Hulkbuster armor uh, to me is just that's it goes back to the suitcase. Yep. Well, the they suit- already released the Hulkbuster armor in a promo photo. The concept, ago. but still, yeah. Th- but it's the releasing, same thing. Releasing it at all, it's the same thing. No, there was the concept, and then there's the photo that <laughs> I put still, up on Facebook. Right, but still, I... showing that is too much. That would if you would have left that for the movie. As soon as Tony puts on that armor... They're, just, they're not going to leave anything for the movie. I mean, let's just face it. No one's going to leave anything for any movie ever again. Like I said, we will know by, Jan- by June 1st of next year, we will know the fate of Han Solo in Episode 7. Yeah. I'm booking it. The, we will know whether he lives or dies by the end of Episode 7. You're going to know everything. They're going to show you everything. They're going to tell you everything. The only thing they're not going to tell you is... Hey guys, Ultron might win in this one. <laughs> I don't know. And then you get to the end of like, oh, just kidding. There's so no way Ultron's gonna win. The original plan was to release this trailer tomorrow night during uh, Agents of Shield. Age of Ultron. <laughs> Age of Shield. <laughs> That'd be funny if you just got them mixed up the whole time. A- Age of Shield, Agents uh, of Ultron. Do you think it Marvel intentionally released it and then blamed Hydra? I mean, because that yeah, because you know Hydra is real. No, 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 no. What no, no, no. What happened was it got it got released, and then Marvel's official twi- Twitter said, "Damn it, Hydra." Yeah, yeah. Be- I I don't think they officially released it, but I don't think they care. The thing is, look, it was a great if they if they, nothing, they didn't release it, and all of a sudden they came up with that Some, first. That yeah, was really somebody great. came up with that really. Or look, there's smart people that do it. Twi- if if you look at a <laughs> if you follow the LA Kings Twitter and the Dallas Stars Twitter, it's freaking amazing. They're incredibly smart. They're incredible. The L.A. King's Twitter, that guy that runs that thing is a fucking genius. The thing with this is it doesn't matter whether the Age of Ultron trailer or Tony Stark or whatever is going to be in a commercial at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Right. Whoever's going to watch Agents of Shield is going to watch Agents of Shield. Well, they're going and they're going to show a uh, exclusive scene from it. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's it, it doesn't matter because anyone who's sitting there who's not watching Agents of Shield in today's day is not going. Oh my God, I got to watch Agents of Shield. I want to see this. Right. They're just going to wait till the next ten, day ten o'clock Eastern. Not even not even then. Yeah. Ten o'clock Eastern. It's it'll be on YouTube. So yes. we're just going to go there. It'll probably be that guy who records it with his cell phone. I hate those people. I know. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to record it off my... And it's like, it's never straight on either. They just record it like at an angle. The screen the is like pointed down. <laughs> exactly. And it's like jumping all over the place because yeah. they get excited. So they start shaking their hand and it's like, stop moving. Those, well, are, like, those are my the, favorite. The people that react. Like oh, they God. had the one... You know, <laughs> no. my, my favorite one is the, the, the two girls watching uh, the second Hobbit trailer. Yes, and it's just oh, it was hilarious. And then to see, uh, <laughs> see Evangeline Lilly, and what's his face, and Legolas, uh, Orlando Bloom, watching the video of the girls watching them <laughs> on the video and laughing about it. That was fantastic. Those are the ones I love. Yeah. So uh, see some kids like, oh my god, there's a Hulkbuster armor. Uh, one of the artists I follow on Facebook, his kid is seven, and he said. Uh, and they, they live in, in Georgia near Atlanta. And they said the city of Atlanta has <laughs> the city of Atlanta has plugged into my son to run at the power grid for the next three days after seeing the Hulkbuster armor. <laughs> 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 then the next one was all sense of doing vocabulary for ho- vocabulary homework tonight has been replaced by any words that have Hulk, Buster, or Ultron in it. And that's so, exactly why they released it. That that's stuff. why they released it. And that's that's the thing is it's Definitely, I think you kind of forget that where we're at. As much as we love these films, they're not made for us, right? They're 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 made for fifteen year olds, right? Well, it's just like you which were, is, which I guess is us, but <laughs> well, no, it, you made the comment of uh, watching Agents of Shield last week. You wish you didn't know that. Oh, those idiots! Oh, that drove me crazy. That's so dumb. Like just as soon as she shows up. Okay, so yes, they announced what. Um, six months, months ago, months, yeah. that Adrian Palicki was playing Bobby Morris, also known as Mockingbird, a Correct. member of the Avengers, who Brian Michael Bendis is in love with and brought back after Secret Invasion. She's also uh, supposed to make an appearance in a, uh, yeah, so Age of Ultron. In the course of the show, and I'm not spoiling anything because they spoil it itself, in the course of the show, she shows up as a Hydra agent mm-hmm. tasked with figuring out that Simmons is a, is a turncoat. Is a double agent. And at Simmons gets exposed by a different, uh, different, you know, the plot line or whatever, different machination. She gets exposed, and and of course you're sitting there going, "Well, it doesn't matter. You know who's going to save the her. whole the whole part in the bathroom yeah. when yeah you know, and, and, and yeah it's, it's she's basically Morse's character, Agent Plucky's character, Bobby Morse is having a tête-à-tête with Simmons, you know, trying to force her to mm-hmm. to admit that she's the spy and all this other stuff, and she's just gathering information from her. To figure out where this stuff is in case it goes wrong, she can grab it, and that's the only interesting thing. Part of the entire thing is like, oh, okay, now I get why she's doing it. Right. But if you didn't know, if you just didn't know, if she just shows up and she's not even—I mean, there's no hits of her character at all. She's not even have the hair color. She Uh doesn't have anything. She doesn't have a uniform. The uniform are the wrong colors. Her uniform is black, light blue, and white. What she's wearing in the comics and what she's wearing in the show is red and black. It's hydra red. I mean, it's an SS uniform almost. Bobby Morris is is shown as a fairly, you know, 
average height woman. Adrian Palicki looks like a fucking Amazon. Yeah. Just towers over everybody in there. Well, she was Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, you watch that scene, you're going, well, I know she's the good guy, so this doesn't matter. But and it was just, somebody... it was so angry. Versus something like when you had the, the season opener mm-hmm. and they had Lucy Lawless in it. And they had announced that she was a character working for S.H.I.E.L.D., but they didn't say who she was. Right. They didn't say she's Mockingbird. They didn't say she's, you know, the other Black Widow or anything. That whole episode, I'm wondering if she's going to turn and become a huge part of the show. And then, spoiler alert, she dies at the end. Right. And you're like, okay, because I didn't know whether she was going to continue or not, or this was the only show and that And you're she thinking, was Lucy in. Lawless, she's going to be in multiple and episodes. I'm thinking, this is, she's a great character. This would be great. I wonder if she's working for Hydra, though. You know, the, See, that's what I they, kept thinking. Yeah, they don't take advantage of this world that they've built because they've already told you who the good guys and the bad guys are. Right, and then, you know, like we were talking about today, you know, for somebody like my wife who doesn't get on Facebook, doesn't do anything like that, last week's episode was a surprise Who's to her. a real adult? <laughs> <laughs> Who's a real adult? My, she was surprised by it, but... Yeah. You have to isolate yourself from these things. Yeah, you asked me how to do that, and I said, be, be like Beth. You've got you've to completely cut yourself off. Right. You can't really... You, you, can, you can be a fan of the genre and not be in the genre. You can well, be so a fan of the culture and not be in the culture. It's so incredibly hard to do, and there's very few people that do it. Mm-hmm. I would say 95% of everyone who watched that episode... Eh, that's too high. 75% of everyone who watched that episode knew exactly who Adrian Palicki's character was and already knew that she was a good guy. Yep. What were you going to say, Ethan? That's pretty much it. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm strong like that. Well, see, now I don't want to I now I don't want to even go into the next thing that I was going to talk about was the Batman Superman Robin. They screwed that up too. Yeah. And and again, yep. I don't think that's going to be Okay, so Batman Superman, they've announced there's a Robin in it. And it's Carrie Kelly. Yes. So if you would have said, hey, there's a Robin in it, and everyone would be waiting like, oh, who is it? Who is it? That would have been cool. How many people do you think if it they hadn't have, have said anything at all, if they would have kept this a fucking secret, every fan who knew what this is about, yep. when you see it and go, okay, because I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's a huge role at all. I don't think it is either. I think it's them. I said when, when you first told me about it, I think it's a nod by the producers and the writers and the creators that Batman versus Superman, one of the best Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. is Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns, in which Carrie Kelly. Well, is we the were Robin. all kept, we all we kind of said that in the very beginning was that this. Yeah, we, it was a very. It, it looked as soon as they showed the costume, suit looks a little yeah. bit more like it. The the tone looks a lot more like the it. armor that he wears. Yeah, so it was just. It would have been such a cool little piece, like, hey, we know where we're coming from. This, this is the idea that we started with. This is where we kind of took our our inspiration from, uh-huh. and instead, it's you find out now. Yep, that's great. Thanks, thanks, DC. Yeah, I know, right? But yeah, but see, that, that's where we, uh, that's what's hell. You could have put Jason Momoa in it as Aquaman, and no one would have known. Yeah, because you'd be like, but if that's even not even if they said it was Robin, how many people would have thought it was uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Well, it's not no. it's not Christian Bale, so no, I know, but. I said I, I thought that was the way they should have connected their universes mm-hmm. was use Joe Lev as the new Batman in it. I thought that would have been great. And it's like, hey, this takes place a couple of years after right. the Christian Bale one. But I'm also mm-hmm. fine with the Christian Bale one being in its own little bubble, right. its own little circle. 
But yeah, I just... Well, I think when they announced, like, there's a possibility of Robin coming in, I was thinking of the Boy Wonder. I was thinking where they're going to have, like, some sort of, uh, you know, male character, male Robin character. Zac Efron is Robin. Because, I mean, I let's know. face it, in the movie in the movie universe of Batman, you know, of all the films... Channing Tatum is Robin. They've been very scared to put Robin into it. Yeah. You know, I mean, when Chris O'Donnell did it, it was... <laughs> They were scared to do it, and rightfully so. <laughs> Look how that turned out. Which, by the way, did you hear that? Um, I think Warner Brothers has been talking to Joel Schumacher about making another Batman film. That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. <laughs> well, they've come out now saying that um, there's not going to be a a standalone Batman movie or standalone Superman movie for quite a while. Right. No, um, they want to give him another crack gonna, at Batman. What do you think about? We're going to put those in our back pocket because we announced all these films. And we're having characters like Aquaman and Cyborg and Shazet. What? Oh, oh, nobody cares about any of these? We're having Batman and Superman. <laughs> what do you think about Suicide Squad? I don't know what they're doing. I looked at that slate of films. And look, I'm, I'm a comic book fan. It's not the New 52 Suicide Squad. It doesn't Squad. matter. I am look at that slate of films. And as a comic book fan, I'm looking at it and going, none of this really excites me. Mm-hmm. I just Except look, for Justice League? Justice League's the only thing that would excite me, but even then, I'm just I don't I don't what know. What do you I think about them handing the whole universe over to Mark uh, Mark Snyder? Mark Snyder? Snyder. <laughs> I mean, Mark Snyder's a football coach. Wow, <laughs> you've been playing too much fantasy football. I've been playing. Yes. Crap. Jeez. I just traded for that son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're gone. Where's the head one? So, what do you think about them turning it over to uh, Snyder? Oh shit, I know it's really tough. Uh, I think everybody knows my your feeling on my that. Feeling on Zack Snyder. I think I'm the only person in this world that has, that likes Zack Snyder. I, I so like Zack Snyder for one film, and then I saw a second film. <laughs> <laughs> the one that he wrote. Yeah. On a napkin. Hot chicks, dragons, Max. Sexual innuendo. Asylum. Completely <laughs> rules of the universe just go out the window. <laughs> I swear the entire script for that movie is it's not my story, it's yours. <laughs> oh God. I still like sucker so, butts. Yeah, of course you do. I think we're the only two rich. It's fucked up. That's why I like it. Right, you guys no, can't... but it's not it's not fucked up in the way you think it's I know. Up. It's it's you, you, your definition of you, you're way off all this, but what's fucked up about it <laughs> is that the story structure doesn't make any sense. Okay, that I give you. It's totally mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's no, it it does not make any sense at all. Every time I think of that film, I think of when I was in a creative writing class at CSUN, and there was a woman who wrote a short story in which she starts in the present tense, she then goes to a flashback in the past tense. In the middle of that flashback, she goes to another flashback even farther back, and then returns to the first timeline of the flashback and starts it as the present. Isn't that Inception? No, it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't start with present, flash, flash, come back from the second flash to the first flash, and now that's in the present tense. And she's being experimental. No, she's being dumb. She's not paying attention to her own story. Structure. But the whole point of Sucker Punch was supposed to be that was her No, the, the whole point of Sucker Punch. Her dream within a lobotomy. But she doesn't get out of the dream. True. The end of it is the other dream. Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs>
You just destroyed the mic. Technical difficulties. Okay, uh, last thing. It's weird because there are very few things that I get that angry about anymore. <laughs> like, there's so much that I've let and go. And it's Sucker Punch. It's a movie care. that's four years old. It's Sucker Punch. But it's more than four. That's not 2010, is it? Yeah. No. Somewhere around there, yeah. You think so? 2009 or 2010. I'm yeah. thinking like 2008, 2009. No, there's no way it's that old. Because that. Dude, the, the 2011. Holy crap. Yeah, I was going to say because. Watchmen was about 2009. Mm. Watchmen was after Sucker Punch, wasn't it? No, no it, was it was before. It was no. that was like mm-hmm. 2009, 2010. Oh, it was 2009. See? Okay, just so we can get like Watchmen either. <laughs> just so we can go with a, you know, an episode where we do talk about Star Wars. Let's not talk about Star Wars. You don't want to talk about Rebels a little sne- uh no. no, let's 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 break that mold. <laughs> well, let's we let's be let's we did talk se- episode seven for a second, yeah, but that, that's in the context of something else. Let's just let's just be Star Wars free for a week. All right. So, uh, any thoughts or comments or suggestions? Please email us at podcast at nerdables dot com. And as always, remember, Nerdables is on Stitcher Radio. <laughs> the movie's really only three years old. <laughs> yes, which is a great way My to listen God, to us on your mobile device like and listen to Chris bang his head on the microphone. Well, well you, can, you can buy years. it for four ninety nine at Best Buy. That's not even worth four ninety nine. Hey, you know what? That's just, dude. That's <laughs> only three years ago. <laughs> I swear, I've been bitching about that movie for like six or seven years. No, it just feels like that. Wow. Because maybe that movie it was so really bad, bad to you. <laughs> it was so bad to you that past, I think I went back in Christ, time. You went back in time. Told went, yourself you're going to see movie. a movie in two thousand eleven, and you're even gonna going into it, you know it's going to be bad, but you have no idea. How bad it's going to be. I'll give it this. I love that soundtrack. That soundtrack's fucking yes. amazing. Mm. It's so bad. It's so terrible. It's Vision- supposed to be kind of Alice in Wonderland-ish. Oh. He took Alice in Wonderland and said, this isn't Alice's story. It's the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> drop the mic. That Don't movie- drop the mic, please. Yeah, no. That <laughs> movie is like Zack Snyder <laughs> acting like Rob Liefeld. Oh, God. That's exactly what that is. There's no feet in that movie. If you watch the whole thing, <laughs> the whole scene where he sh- where he shoots everybody, it's so dumb. That makes no sense. Wait, which part? What he when the guy just walks in, he starts blowing away half the cast. Oh yeah. You go through the whole movie, you kill one person, and then you get to the point you kill all the other girls, and then they escape, and then they're outside. It's not my story. It's yours. You didn't like the sand people Nazis. This is so stupid. This movie is terrible. <laughs> Women gorgeous. Abby Gordish, oh my goodness, what a just an absolutely stunning woman. Jamie Chung, totally underrated. Guns and swords and samurais and rocket cars and rocket trains. And this should be awesome. And if there was no story, like literally, if it was just little vignettes, so if you just mute it. Not even mute. If it would have been little vignettes, if it would have just been, hey, look what I can do, like like throw this up. Uh-huh. These are just action scenes. I've thought of this for a long time. There needs to be something like <laughs> He's that. He's thought about this movie. No, not not the movie. The idea that there's a showcase for people that just have like a really good action scene without any story into it. Like you just want to see. Yeah, there a is badass... a place for that. It's called YouTube. Yeah, but no, no. no I'm talking no about like I'm talking a pure production sense of okay. taking, doing something. Take off of these stupid effing reality shows. And have this idea. Ugh, I don't know what that is. Have <laughs> this idea bug. of of finding producers, directors, or whatever that come to you and say, "I need a whole bunch of money. I don't want to. I'm not making a movie. I'm not making 
a I'm whole doing story. A scene. I'm doing a scene. I'm doing a bank heist that goes very wrong. It's you watched four and a half hours of heat, but all you care about is ten minutes of it when they're all shooting each other. That's what that would have been. That would have been a great film. If it just would have been here, I'm dropping four hot chicks into these things. The whole genesis of this. <laughs> such a tangent. The whole genesis of this for Zack Snyder is I got this idea. I got this little blonde girl that's going to face a gigantic samurai. I swear, I hope people then are I'm gonna have, for this. Then I'm going to have two blonde girl, three blonde girls and an Asian girl fighting in World War II against dragons. And then I'm gonna have them. I'm gonna have three blonde girls and the Asian girl on a train with a helicopter. Oh, I well, need a got, story. Got, uh, no, I got. No, I got. I got to make a story. Brunette there too. How do I? Who's the other brunette? Vanessa Hudgens. Oh yes. my god, I forgot she was in that film. Did um, you hear? But did you hear who's playing Carrie? Ken, uh, Carrie Kelly. Is it Vanessa Hudgens? No. <laughs> it is somebody from Sucker Punch. Yeah. Is it Abby Cornish? No. Is it? Is it the? Is it the girl that it's never the did other one? Else? Yeah. It's her, her sister, sister the Australian it. actress. Yeah, they got naked. No, not uh, got naked. the main character. No, 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 no. It's um the one that Jenna Malone. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I was oh. waiting to see if he'd get it. Cheese and crackers. Oh, Jenna Malone is terrible in that film. <laughs> Jenna Malone is is a good actress. She's terrible. I in that love film. her as an actress, but yeah, she's oh that that whole train sequence is just ass. That was that train sequence was <laughs> just. She was just great. She was great up until that moment. <laughs> no, she was not. I like no one. That movie no one in moment. that movie is great. No one in that movie is great. <laughs> and I'm dead serious. It's Zack Snyder sitting there going, Samurai, World War II, dragons, train. How am I going to connect this? Oh, I know, Insane Asylum. <laughs> Where they go nuts, and then they build this layered it's not just reality. Asylum. It's a brothel, a sane no, asylum. it's not. It's just an insane asylum. <clears throat> the brothel is their first layer of their stupid insanity plea, a plea, whatever their insanity piece of dreamland. That's where the brothel. That's the problem. They never go back to the what what's established as your reality in the beginning of that film of her being sent to an insane asylum is her then. <laughs> Bringing herself to this level of this is a, actually a brothel. Yes. That has music numbers. Yes. For some reason, it's cabaret. <laughs> no. They use this dream imagery of her slithering around dancing in order to put themselves into another world where yes. they get this thing. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but the end of the film doesn't end with the insane asylum. It ends with the brothel, which doesn't exist. No, it doesn't end with the brothel. It ends with her sitting in the chair. We're getting. It ends with the brothel. The end of it when they're outside. It's your story, not mine. That's the brothel. They're reprinting that as its own reality. Oh, yes. Okay. It oh, it's so effing <laughs> stupid. I think I need to put a disclaimer on the beginning of this thing. It's gotta wait till the very end of this. It's story. so dumb. It's such a terrible film. It looks gorgeous. The women are gorgeous. It's just it, it's my it's my fight of, of Fifth Element, and I'm gonna <laughs> piss a whole bunch of people off. Fifth Element came out at a time when there Fifth was. Fifth Element is a great movie. Fifth Element is not a great movie. Fifth Element is a terrible film. Fifth Element. I like the Fifth. Element. I know all you guys like. Everybody Fifth Element likes and you're the Fifth all Element. Wrong. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, shut up! <laughs> it is though. Yeah, your favorite movie is Ernest Goes to Camp. So, what <laughs> no, the <it's> point. <laughs> the thing with Fifth Element. Fifth Element came out at a time in which there was no sci-fi movies. Every sci-fi movie that came out was a B movie. It looked like a movie on the sci-fi channel. This movie, Luc Besson used all of his clout. He got really good people to play in it, and he made a movie, a sci-fi movie, which had gorgeous production values and a shit story. 
And they're like, oh, this story's been, he wrote the story when he was 11. No crap. No <laughs> shit at all. Really? It's so. Multipass? Multipass? You Corbin, shall not. Corbin Dallas? It's, it's the anger at that movie is, wow, this looks gorgeous, but there's no meat in this at all. There's nothing. It's a comedy. That's all it is. We can't it's drive a down comedy. Corbin Street. You're sitting there in the beginning. Uh, if there's a Corbin Street in Dallas, that would kill you. <laughs> Corbin Dallas. Corbin Dallas. What sort you, of day, Corbin Dallas? The beginning of it. Gary Oldman. Oh, he's such a... No, Gary Oldman's an idiot in the whole film. All of his henchmen are idiots. They're all dumb. <laughs> it's an 80s cartoon where all of the bad guys have to be so completely inept at what they do that there's absolutely I no danger of them cartoon. winning. <laughs> it's a cartoon. And to be someone who was a huge sci-fi fan who wanted to see really good sci-fi on the screen, to go and see that film at the time and go, I'm getting the exact production values I want. I've got good actors. I've got good production values. I've got great special effects. And that movie is crap. You didn't it's like Corbin Dallas's mom that was able to call him no matter totally, where he was at? Total crap. If you look at that film as a comedy, yes, it's fantastic. You don't like the president in that movie? I don't even remember who the president is. <laughs> It was, All I can remember is that uh, is that Chris Tucker had hair and he had a hole in the middle of it. And he was like, Gordon Dennis. <laughs> I can't believe that, that Mikey loves that movie because he hates Chris Tucker. I can't believe Mikey. That surprises me that Mikey likes the movie. Gosh, oh. Who, who's the uh, who's the uh, president? It's a uh, tiny. Uh, uh, it's oh, I forget what his name is. It's a big black guy. Yes, it's uh, it, it, he. He usually plays, he plays like Zeus Prince, yeah. in that old Hulk Hogan movie. Yeah, he plays uh, a bunch <laughs> of like. Prison How do you characters? not know who it is if he's if it's in a Hulk Hogan movie? I thought you had every Hulk Hogan movie committed no. to memory. No. <laughs> oh, that movie is crap. Uh, we could, uh, one no, night, just like Chris you know is going to bug is me until we're going to have to do an episode where we just get like Chris. Uh, we'll do when Travis is here. We got to come up with movies. No, because like. Travis just yells. <laughs> And we Travis hates everything. That night when I told him that Thor was better than Captain America, I thought he was going to pick up my car and throw it across the street. He was so angry at me to really think that Thor was a better movie than Captain America, which unfortunately it is. Because <laughs> the third act of Captain America is not strong. We got to come up with movies that Rich and I like and then say, like, those are our favorite movies. Tommy to Tiny Lister was the president. Wow. <laughs> no, you, you like... Dude, we've already done that. Did we? Yeah. What's your what's your favorite Marvel movie? Iron Man two. You're so stupid. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I didn't say that was my favorite Marvel movie. <laughs> you put it in the top five. <laughs> yes. It Even if there's the only five. five Marvel movies, that's not in the top five. Even if there were only five of them, that's not in the top five. Still better than Hulk, and better than all but the first two Spider Man movies. <laughs> so remember, you can always check us out on SoundCloud or Blip. No, we're not on Blip anymore. We got rid of that. Uh, SoundCloud. Wow, that's strong. <laughs> Jeez. SoundCloud and iTunes. Wait, it's got to be another movie that you liked that I hated. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I'm sure there's I thought there was something. I'm sure there's tons. And of course, the best part is when I like a movie that you guys don't like, none of you get as passionate as I do about how much I like it. How about uh, the other like guys? The other guys? The yeah. other guys? You guys <laughs> but you guys were just like, no, oh, this is dumb. And I'm like, it's not dumb. It's one of the funniest movies ever. And you know it's dumb. There was another comedy that we just watched that he did that too. And he was like, that's stupid. I'm odd with comedies. Because like, I like probably another... No, it was, like a, a it, was dumb and dumber. no it was a dumb and dumber. No, it was a dumb We were laughing at the trailer. I was laughing at the trailer. That trailer's funny. The the bike no, scene like is freaking dumb. hilarious. Anyway, I want to go see that. <laughs> that to me is hilarious. It, it looks dumb. It, look, if you're going like, oh, this is going to be highbrow humor. I'm going to go see you know the humor from BBC. <laughs> no, you're going to go see a movie that's going to be a lot of fart jokes. <laughs> and just the idea, like, <laughs> get on the bus with the bike, <laughs> and then they end up on the rack right in the front, and they're still pedaling the bike. 
Like, That's cause funny. Because he said the bikes have to go on the front of the exactly. bus. Exactly. <laughs> and then they're on the front of the bike. This is much faster. That's funny. Hey, I'm sorry, but that's what... Check the, out the hotties at 12 o'clock. <laughs> that's three hours that's away. That's three why, hours away. Why, why can't I look now? <laughs> that's really... See, that's the thing. Is like but the I'm a, what I'm afraid about really that smart. movie is there's going to be a lot of rehashing old jokes. Of course there is. Here's the thing. If you rehash old jokes and they're still funny, it doesn't it, it doesn't okay, matter. True. Where people are just like, Hangover too stupid because it's the same film. Did you laugh? Well, yeah, I laughed the whole time, but it's dumb. Who cares? <laughs> You're not going to make another film. Jurassic Park. Oh, they keep going back to the island. Duh! What did you expect? Where did you want the dinosaurs to go? Like, you, you, if you're going to enjoy a Jurassic Park film, you have to understand the caveat that it's going to be, hey, how are we going to get humans to this island? Zack Snyder could write it. <laughs> island dinosaurs. How do they get there? Hot chicks. Boat. Dude, hot. I'd, see, I'd see hot chicks and dinosaurs. Are you kidding me? Hot chicks. The hot remain. chicks drop them off. Hot chicks, go to, hot chicks decide to go look at the dinosaurs. That's fine. Whatever. That's that. That is next. That's no, got to be the hot chicks run Jurassic Park. That's oh. what it is. They mate with the dinosaurs. I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> I, we came. We came up with a movie idea. Let's shoot it. But this is this is how Zack Snyder comes up with movie ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh. The other guys is funny. That movie is hilarious. The whole, the whole scene where I'm they're sorry, driving I around and they go, "You guys are, oh, you're so dumb." Where can't. they're driving around and all of a sudden they end up on the uh, exactly. Sec- that's freaking funny. <laughs> the that's second amazing. story car. The whole off. beginning, the two of them with Samuel Jackson and and uh, and and, and uh, the Rock, the Rock, and they, they jump out the window, they jump off the off the roof. That's hilarious. See, you're laughing. You no, guys I laughed, laughed that at whole movie. it. I didn't say I didn't like that movie. I don't understand Ethan why you hated it. There's, okay, you, what's what, you've got a comedy? There's got to be a comedy. Like my favorite comedy of all time is Anchorman. Oh God! There's a movie that you brought here, that you bought, that you laughed and laughed uh, about it, and I thought it was no. A and I thought it was movie. I thought it was going to be a good. What the one. hell movie was that? The internship. Oh, that was so awful. I thought it was going to be good, and I bought it for a dollar at a blockbuster that was closing. Which one? Which <laughs> one was the internship? The the uh, wedding crashers too. Luke Wilson and. Uh, not Luke Wilson. No, Owen uh, Wilson. Owen Wilson. Uh, and, uh, they, go to, they go to yeah, work no, for no, Google. We watched, yeah, we watched it. Yeah. It was it was chuckle worthy. It wasn't the worst film in the world. It had like one or two. Par- like I was disappointed. I was like, I spent a buck on this. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a comment. Come on, you've got. <coughs> There's got to be one. Make it fast. We're already at one twenty three. Like anybody cares. I, know. I don't. I got to think about. No, it. Don't, don't give me this crap. We did the same thing with Marvel. Oh, I don't know what my favorite movie is. Big Adventure. Yes. No, I mean the only one that I can think of that I can watch at any time and still have a good time is Wedding Crashers. To me, that's like my favorite comedy. Okay, I'll give you Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers was funny. I remember the story of Wedding Crashers for me is that we went to go see it with me and my friend Aaron, and in the row in front of us to the right are three, uh, three women. Not one of them was under the age of seventy, and I'm looking over going. They don't know what movie they're in. <laughs> this is there's nippleage in this movie. There's boobs all through the beginning of this. There's a ton of sexual humor. They don't know where they are. So the two women on the outskirts. There's three women there. The two women on the outskirts. I swear we're stone faced the entire time. The woman in the middle laughed more than Dazzler and I did. Aaron and I did. <laughs> the whole thing. She cracked up throughout that whole film. The whole scene at the dinner table. Uh-huh. She cannot stop laughing. The scene with um when he gets when uh uh uh, uh Vince Vaughn's character gets tied up by the brother. Mm-hmm. Can she cannot <laughs> stop laughing? That was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm looking, I'm laughing at the screen, and then when I start to recompose myself, I look over, and this woman is dying. I think she's having a heart attack, and realize that she's laughing, 
And I'm laughing at her, thinking she's 75, 76, 77 years old, and she finds this movie just as funny as I do. <laughs> that was awesome. That was the best. Going to see Anchorman the second time. The time I went to see Anchorman the second time, we went during the day. I'd already seen it. Again, my favorite comedy of all time. I love that movie like crazy. The middle of that film, the first time I saw it, Aaron and I literally literally fell out of our seats laughing. Aaron is on the floor, in, in the aisle, on his hands and knees, laughing so hard when Ben Stiller shows up. And they start fighting, and, and, and uh, Luke Wilson loses his arm. Right. <laughs> I'm like on my knees holding on to the seat in front of me laughing so hard. And the same thing. Look in front of us, like two aisles in front of us, or two rows in front of us off to the right, and there are three women sitting there stone-faced. I mean, it is Easter Island, just staring at the screen. Like, cannot be. This is the worst thing that has ever happened to them. And this is three-quarters of the way through the film, and this is the way they've been the entire film. And I'm like, why didn't you walk out? Yeah. At what point? You should have known within the first ten minutes, this is not your film. Go get your money back. So... Just, oh, that was so amazing to watch these three. And then just getting out of the theater, and then we're going, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. That's the dumbest movie. And all Dazzler and I are doing, and this is the second time we've seen it, we're just quoting everything as we're going on. It's like, what's diversity? Well, I believe it's a, uh, a civil warship. Uh, I don't think I don't think corporate's really worried about the lack of civil warships, Ron, but good try. Well, whatever. The comedy that I can watch anytime, all the time, you're a trip. Excuse I've seen Eurotrip. It's okay. I love it. I can still like it, just thinking about this. Very few. They like, put the I'm, Pope hat on. The, I'm, I'm weird with fire. that sort of thing. Like like TV. I I define most of the any, that anybody else finds funny. I don't find. You're funny. You're the worst twins ever. Movies. <laughs> you kissed your sister. I think I think you got Anchorman. There's something about Mary. Something about Mary's mm-hmm. always yeah. Something about Mary. When that movie came, that's the other thing. <laughs> the scene when, when that they're movie, at the park with the with the uh, handicapped kids. <laughs> oh, the one, <laughs> we got this one kid, Mongo. <laughs> He's got <laughs> the best line in that entire movie. We got this one kid, Mongo, a forehead like a drive-in theater. <laughs> so brutal. <laughs> so Matt Dillon delivering the line. It's got a forehead like a drive-in theater. And he's chained up. You keep him chained? Well, he's got lots of room to run around and, let him get and, out and dig. The coconut falls off the tree and the cut scene. And then you see him run up to him. Coconut. Coconut. <laughs> and that they like celebrate these kids. But at the same time, you're laughing with right. them the whole time. But the, the scene where he kills the dog. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to resuscitate the dog. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, you know, Everybody points to the, to the hair gel scene. But. The rest that, of that movie is freaking that's, hilarious. That's, that's the, the end least, of that movie? The end of the movie is the great. With, when, <laughs> with Brett Favre. Oh, Brett Favre. <laughs> what about Brett Favre? <laughs> the old woman with the... <laughs> oh, that movie's hilarious. And at the time, like that was one of the things... That I didn't go to a lot of movies. I didn't go to a lot of comedies because I didn't find them funny enough. I'm like, why am I going to spend 10 bucks to go... Well, it probably wasn't 10 bucks back then, but... Why would I go spend you know five to seven dollars to go to a movie that I'm not going to laugh at at all? But right. we went to see There's Something About Mary. Like, oh, my God. That, that movie was amazing. great. Underrated comedy. Uh, 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 what's the ah, dag nabbit? The Will Ferrell and and John Heater. Uh, Blades of Glory. <laughs> Blades of Glory. <laughs> oh my God, is that movie funny? Just the that beginning one of that I movie. Found funny. Oh, There's the, the, sto- the story of Will Ferrell's character is great. It was funny because the Will Ferrell ones, like every other one, were terrible. See, I didn't like Step Brothers. Step Brothers has its moments. It has. It has its yeah, there was a few. Talladega Nights. I liked when it first came out. Talladega Nights is bizarre. Yes, because that film is the bad thing about weird. that movie is most of the great jokes were in the trailer. No, 
the bad thing about that movie is one of the best jokes was in the trailer and cut when he goes into the car with the cougar. <laughs> Yeah. Then, but the best thing when he's playing basketball in the wheelchair and he gets up and stuffs that dude. He just stands up and stuffs him. That thing's great. Because it's like those are the comedy I find those like really bizarre, crazy comedies really funny. And you'll see like Wes Anderson stuff where I chuckle at. Uh-huh. You know, uh what was the first one with Bill Murray that all of a sudden I can't remember? At the school. Gosh darn it, at Jason Sportsman. Jason Schwartzman and uh, not Marsha Cross. Uh, Rushmore. Oh, yes. I mean, it's the best part of Rushmore, Bill Murray's on the phone and he's just walking through the, like, the playground. Uh-huh. And he stuffs that kid. He's like, hold on. Boom! He stuffs that kid playing basketball. St. Vincent is another one of those movies that's, just, <laughs> that's like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same people. It's, yeah. But just, <laughs> it's like, you in Vietnam? You in the shit? <laughs> I don't know why. That was hilarious. That was great. Uh, we should do an old comedy. Should, I know. That's what I'm saying. We're pretty much doing it right now. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what's the last movie that I watched that I really liked as a comedy? Anchorman 2? No. Anchorman I, 2 that, was, that was, that was such a disappointment. I was willing to give it a shot, and it just didn't. Yeah, it like wasn't too fell flat like really quick. The one I want to see, and I've had it here for the longest time. I don't know why I haven't watched it yet. Is uh, the Budapest Hotel? That mm. looks amazingly funny. Uh, yeah, I never seen that either. I've got. I've, I've been. Meaning I've seen to a couple watch of Wesley. Maybe Anderson. we'll maybe put it on next Saturday. No, you can't watch. Oh wait, that we on can't Saturday. watch it on Saturday night. You can't watch that on a Saturday. We'll be next week's Kamikaze, anyways. It doesn't matter. Any Saturday is not going to work. You got to kick everybody out. Got to shut all you people up. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that kind of movie. Yeah. It was very intense. Uh, I'm trying to think of what what's the last movie? Maybe Horrible Bosses. Horrible Bosses was much better than I thought it would mm-hmm. be. Yes, it was. I, was well, I also I, I love Jason Bateman. I think just Jason Bateman's say some timing is amazing. The two's getting ready to come out. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> well, Jennifer Aniston played her. Did it really good. Yeah, but no, the, like that, just that is like oh, no, like uh, you were you the were Millers. We yeah, we didn't see it in the theater. That no, no, we watched it here. Yeah, that, it was, that was a, that was hilarious. I ended up watching that twice in one day, and that that was. Just as funny the second time. I love that one as much as everyone else does. I haven't seen that one. Uh, I laughed so hard at that one. uh, Horrible bosses. (laughs) I was drag racing in a Prius. (laughs) I don't win very much. (laughs) Just that that line. I don't win very much. Boom! Right there. Jason Sudeikis' character is amazing. Uh, Hall pass, there was only one part in there that was funny. And that was that bathroom scene. You find that really funny. I oh think the whole God. movie was when stupid. I, well. When I saw that the first time. That was Hall Pass. The one with... Um, Owen Wilson and... Uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. And their wives give them like a, a week oh, to go I didn't and see like that one. have sex with whoever they want or no, date I, or something I didn't see like that, that one at all. And Sudeikis is... Uh, he, he gets uh, you know Hall Pass too, and he ends up with this girl who's like sneezing and she's got... She's like complaining. She's got these pains in her stomach the whole time. And... She thinks she's about to throw up because she's drunk and everything. And he takes her to the bathroom of his hotel. <laughs> and she's like got a thong on or something. And she sneezes so hard. Shit just covers the bathroom wall. <laughs> the like re- she's sitting on the edge of the bathtub. <laughs> and, and then she's she like, looks oh, over I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. And just like. <laughs> and just <laughs> all everywhere. over the back of the bathroom. And the look on Sudeikis' face and her just all of a sudden goes, oh, I feel much better now. <laughs> Let's go have sex. It's just. it. I was laughing so hard. I literally thought I was going to split my gut. 
Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know I missed that one. Oh, it was so funny. Beth and I were sitting here watching it that night, and we were talking about how horrible this movie was, and all of a sudden that part happened, and I couldn't breathe for like 10 minutes. Well, didn't we didn't we find something in the middle of Bad Teacher? Was the part where she stopped short and the other <laughs> the other teacher like hit her head or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> there was something like in the middle of that film that we laughed at really hard, even though for the most part <laughs> that film remember. was not great. That one was God, the one I, that I forgot moment. we saw the intern. Yeah, we watched wow. it here. Matter of fact, that I think that was the second time we watched it. Because you and I watched it one night, mm-hmm. and then we were watching it here on I le- Stars I I or HBO. Here. No, we were watching mm-hmm. it on Stars what or HBO. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch that twice? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. Of course, I'm the idiot that, that <laughs> I find the love guru funny, and everyone's like, that's the worst film ever made. <laughs> that, was, that had parts to it. I, I just find Justin Timberlake's character so incredibly funny. Mm-hmm. The Quebec pizza is the butter with the ketchup. I don't know. I found it funny. <laughs> um, no strings attached for romantic comedy was pretty funny with him and. Romantic uh, um, comedy sucks. Oh no, that was. Uh, that was. Uh, it was Justin Timberlake and. Uh, and no strings attached was the Natalie Portman one. Was it? What's the yeah. other one? Uh, so, um, friends. Friends with, with benefits. benefits. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. Part of that. Uh. All right. You guys want to wrap it up? <laughs> Did we wrap it up like 40 minutes ago? We started to. So we are also on Facebook, <laughs> backslash Nerdables, uh, Twitter, at Nerdables Show, and check out Let our website. Let us know your favorite comedy so we can tell you that you, you got b- terrible taste. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do one episode soon. All you, we'll all you Fifth Element fans, sorry. Mm-hmm. So for Chris and Ethan, I'm R.A. saying so anyways. Oh, no. Now we're saying stay off the off-road. <laughs> Or what? off the off the off the what was it? What did I say? Off, off the off, off, off ground. ground. Off the off ground. Off the off ground. Stay off. Stay the off, off the off ground. There you go. That was terrible. Oh my god, I'm a nerd. <laughs>